Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for dads in their 40s who want to improve their health and fitness. This is episode 52, and joining me on today's show is Catherine Farrant from Ossa Organic. And we're going to be discussing the huge benefits of adding bone broth into your diet. Five years ago, Catherine set up Ossa Organic, having discovered the incredible benefits of bone broth whilst pregnant with her first child. It's made a huge difference to their lives and their health. And since then, Catherine and her family have lived eating mostly paleo and avoiding inflammatory foods, cooking nourishing and delicious meals for the family. Hi, Catherine. Thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi, Darren. Thanks for having me. No worries. And um, just obviously in the, the topical situation that we're at at the moment with, with coming out of lockdown and COVID, how are you? How's things? How's the business? <laughs> Good, thanks. Yeah, we've tried to really make the best of a, of a tough situation. Um, Everything is as good as it could be. I leaned quite heavily into the biohacking during the lockdown time. So trying to kind of optimize the health and mental well-being of the family. The business has taken some knocks, as have most businesses at this time. Yeah. But again, I tried very hard to look at the opportunities in those as opposed to kind of the setbacks. And I think for me, the major takeaway of this time has been sitting down to a sit-down, healthy lunch every day as a family and being able to discuss life has been a massive positive for me. Yeah, I, I think, you know, looking at positives, look, it is a really – uh dire situation for some people but i think you know it's very important that we do take the positives out of it and you know just just in the times when we have been able to be around or out and about you can see that people are way more connected with their with their family they're way more connected as a as a kind of a, a family unit i mean i've never seen so many families out walking together and just having normal conversations. And that seems really strange to say, but it's, I think we've, this has been a big wake up call for people and kind of to reconnect and reconsider how we live really. Absolutely. And it's exactly kind of the ethos of my business, which I love, which is that tradition, not trend. We have to go back to our roots to understand how to live better. And that is importance of connectedness in the nuclear family and we had yeah. so lost that I mean even now with our kids back at school my husband and I will sit down and share a meal on a Monday Tuesday Wednesday at lunch and I completely yeah. agree with you that connectedness has reappeared and in many cases I've seen a lot of families have to tackle demons that have been there for many years that just go you know swept under rug because of um because of disconnectedness and so yeah. it's been a really powerful time for the nuclear family and I think um it's not, in a lot of cases trauma divorce and a lot of difficult things have come up but this situation has forced us to really look at things for what they are and I think that is the greatest learning yeah definitely a hundred percent so so for people that haven't come across um 
also organic and you can you give us a bit of background on on you and how you came to launch the business in the first place and why bone broth sure well i kind of um started off when i fell pregnant with my first child um and we all know as as moms and dads how defining that moment in life is um and for me it was about how do i nourish my body in this pregnancy in the best way possible to set my husband and i up for um parenthood uh, to, to, to kind of the most healthiest and most optimal child. Yeah. And that's how I came across bone broth. And at the time, my husband and I were, um, you know, eating out, partying, all the kind of things you do before you have yeah. kids. And we, we, we came to this paleo way of life and we changed our diets. And the way in which the both of us changed physically and mentally was unbelievable and was probably about two years after we made that change and learned about bone broth and the effect that it can have on male joints and physique on female fertility, all sorts of things that we realized actually he turned to me and he said to me, look, I think there's, I think there's a business in this. People need to be educated and people need to have traditional broth available to them because at the time they were only stock with stock cubes and MSG and all sorts of additives and extracts in it. So, um, that's kind of how the business was set up. Um, I myself, um, you know, I'm a mom of uh, soon to be three and very, very into biohacking and optimal health and not in a way whereby it excludes, um, anyone else but in a way whereby i feel comfortable that i know my own body and i know what works for me and i know what works for my family and so the journey of us organic has really been about inspiring other people to just be able to scan the body and see how well or not well they feel and then be able to be informed to take action to heal the gut and at the end of the day just live a more a more optimal life and be a better person better spouse better partner better mom better dad yeah i think i think that's yeah, the, the way that you've just described that, I think that's, yeah, really amazing. And I think the, the thing for me around this is that when we distill it down and when we break it down, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about bone broth, something that has been around for, you know, decades. And it's what I love about biohacking and this whole kind of, um, you know, nutritional medicine, if you like, um, is the fact that you can take this really simple product, this really simple thing, and it can have such a profound impact on you, not just your life, but your children's life. And, you know, what nutrition can do for you, you know, mentally, physically, you know, there's so much to it, but it all just starts with a simple change or a simple addition to your diet and a little bit of knowledge. Um, and for me, I think, you know, this is, is, you know, it's not this kind of magic pill, so to speak. It's like you said, you're going back to tradition. We're going back to our ancestral roots and we're discovering what they used in order to live, you know, healthier lives. And, you know, this might be going a little bit over the top, Catherine, but I think we are living in a sick society. And, And I know we're talking, you know, we've got this pandemic at the moment with COVID and stuff, but I believe strongly that there's a real um bigger pandemic happening that nobody's talking about um and and you know this is diet and nutrition Mm, absolutely darren i agree and i think covid maybe is something that's highlighted to us how weak our immune systems are and how incapable we are of being resilient at a time where you need to be you know and so for me that is exactly it make one small change 
um, yeah. and build from there in order that you are far more immune, stronger, and far more physically kind of adaptable. And I think for anyone, especially for the men listening, today yeah. is the day when you need to have that ability to be strong and have a very, very strong immune system. And so at OSA, we're not saying overhaul everything or buy these expensive pills or stuff. We're just saying, let's yeah. look back to a time where tribes traditionally had very white and very straight teeth, where there was not a lot of, um, you know, conditions like autoimmune disease, yeah. eczema, psoriasis, IBS, and in fact, where a meal was digested so optimally by the body that people didn't even have bloating and gas. And that was yeah. one of the things my husband and I always used to laugh about. Like on a Saturday night, we'd have a, a lovely meal and you'd kind of finish your food and you'd be burping and you'd be like, oh, sign of a good meal or whatever. Yeah. We, just don't yeah. have, we don't have flatulence and burping in this house anymore. And it's too funny when after five years, if I eat yeah. something that I know doesn't agree with me, I think, sheesh, I don't miss those days. So these kind of things that we are conditioned to believe is part of the human condition, alopecia, the thinning of the hair, it's not mm. at all. It's an unfortunate side effect of the fact that we are in a chronic state as a human race and that actually for millennia, our diet has been so full of chemicals, so genetically yeah. modified and so highly processed that we are lacking in the nutrients that we need to actually have thick luscious hair to not have rashes and eczema on our skin and to not be dealing with chronic underlying immune conditions and i think that um we we, we need to believe that we are worthy of not experiencing all that kind of stuff instead of accepting it as the norm yeah definitely and that's exactly what has happened i think we have become as a human race you know we are accepting all of these you know, issues and diseases that we have. You mentioned bloating, flatulence, everything else. We've accepted it as a normal way of living. And our way of dealing with it is to, is to put pharmaceuticals in us mm -hmm. to counteract what's going on. Whereas if we just take a basic, simple approach and just ask ourselves the question, why is this happening? What's causing it to happen? You can quite easily, you know, um, reverse the effects of a lot of this. Um, and, and me personally, since eight years ago, since I made this, this kind of health transformation, if you like, um, you know, my eczema's gone, my asthma's mm -hmm. gone, you mm -hmm. know, and it's been, it's gen generally been not just from fitness, it's been from my diet. It's been mm -hmm. from going back to basics and eating whole nutrient dense food. Um, and it sounds so simple when you, when you say that, but it is amazing how as consumers, we have allowed the food industry to dictate what's good and bad for us. Mm. Um, and I think we just have to start taking responsibility for, you know, our own diets. And that might sound a little bit condescending to some people, but we generally have to um, because we are facing a, a, a pandemic, I believe, which is bigger than one, the one that we're facing right now. Oh, so rather than continuing off on, on my soapbox, when when you and your husband kind of realize that there is potentially a market for for what you discovered you know what was your um mission and goal for osa you know you you've become a b corp and i'd like you to kind of explain to the audience what exactly that means but what was your what's your mission and your goal for it so it's such a brilliant question and it relates exactly to what you said before my absolute mission was to get people to demand more from supermarket shelves 
because right. we are dictated to in the way that we eat. And so when we go into the shelf and we see something that says healthy, heart health, you know, yeah. low salt, et cetera, we just believe it. And so yes. it was an education mission as much as it was a mission to bring about the um, – the gut health revolution and get people to understand their guts. So that was very much it. It was about people to uh, uh, people understanding their own bodies and what works for them and what doesn't. And it was about people going back to um, organic and natural foods. And so when you combine all those three things together, I think already people might be thinking, oh, well, it's way too much effort. But actually, yeah. can your supermarket trolley, and I do it all the time when I shop, I look at others' trolleys. How much mm. of what you're putting in it is real food? Sometimes if mm. I shop, I only have to go to one section, the fresh produce aisle, and then pick up some meat and fish. Um, and we incorporate a lot of good fats into our diet, like grass-fed butters, coconut oil, ghee, and tallow. Um, but you shouldn't be – anything in a box, you know, should be causing a kind of um, a warning sign. But for people yeah. that are listening and thinking, okay, uh, you know, my interest has peaked and I want to understand where to start, what we said, us organic, is it's about kind of breaking things down. So the, the biggest kind of – hurdle to gut health tends to be things like gluten, wheat, dairy, you know, do a little bit of an elimination and start off by removing things from your diet where you know that you eat them and immediately feel unwell. Um, or yeah. just saying, okay, today I'm going to put two organic things in my basket where before they weren't organic. Or this yeah. month we're going to work on 30% fresh produce and the rest of the stuff can be packaged. It's never, ever going to work if you go cold turkey. You have no. to take it one step at a time. And then I think another part of your of an individual's mission to make change where we hope to inspire them is to tackle a problem. So I have eczema, I have asthma, I have flatulence, or I am bothered by the cramps I get in my stomach every time I eat. Think to yourself yeah. about what it is that really is making your life uncomfortable and then go on a mission to kind of eliminate that because I'm sure you must have felt it and I felt the same. To be able to heal your own body when people kind of spend tens of thousands of pounds and so much time with doctors who can't give the answer, yeah. to be able to do it yourself is, is really, really powerful. And so I would say our mission is to help you along learn more about gut health, learn about things like bone broth. Bone broth is a traditional elixir that's been around for years, as you mentioned. It is nothing new. For for millennia, cultures have been boiling the bones of the of the um, meat that they eat, the chicken carcass, the beef bones from the stew, um, with a little bit of water and organic vegetables for as long as they can on the hob, and then using that broth or what you might know as stock to cook yeah to drink and to add to soups and stews or as an ingredient in any recipe that calls for a stock cube or something like that. Um, yeah. And broth in itself is so much more than just a stock only because it's cooked for so much longer at a lower heat. And when you do that, what you're doing is you're extracting all the amino acids, all the collagen, glycine and gelatin from the animal bones. Now for people that follow plant-based diets um, and who are vegan, um, this might not be something that necessarily appeals to them, but for people that believe, as I do, in the nourishing um, elements of, of animal fat and animal protein in the human diet, especially as we develop in uh, children from pregnancy, um, infants, as their teeth come in, as their yeah. face shape takes place, I believe in the power of, of animal fats and the nourishing elements that that good regenerative organic meat um, can bring to the diet, then bone broth is something you should really consider because it it does all of that for you in one and it can also add flavor and kind of 
um, you know, a, a whole different kind of element to, to your diet. But what it does first and foremost is really heals and seals the gut. And that is once you've been inspired enough to make the change, the next mission you need to get on, which is, okay, I need to make sure that my digestive tract is healed, sealed, and strong so that when food I eat food, whether or not it's a pizza or something much more nourishing, that it stays cleanly in the digestive tract until it hits the stomach where it can be broken down. And that is, is, is very much where people are finding problems is that when you have a compromised gut, you have holes or leaks in the gut. Yeah. And yeah. that is where food gets through into the bloodstream before it's gone to the stomach to be broken down. And that it manifests in eczema or in thinning of the hair or in acne or all sorts of other things that people are dealing with. So it's an inspiration mission. And then it's practical tips and things that you can use to kind of help you make the change. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, that's an amazing mission. But the, the couple of things that I want to pick out of what you just said there, and that is healing the gut. And, you know, you're right it is very profound you know a lot of people might scoff at this this idea that that you can heal the gut but it is again it's just a basic thing that you can change in your diet which will start to you know once you have the right nutrients in your in your diet will start to heal the gut and the gut lining and you know we have this big nerve that goes from the gut to the brain and um, one of my big things at the moment is talking about mental health well if you've got a healthy gut I strongly believe that the the issues that we're having around mental health and everything else, like causing inflammation on the brain because we've got bad stuff in our gut, will have a profound impact on your mental health. And, you know, for me personally, Catherine, once I started to dial in my diet, it was like somebody had lifted a fog. I, I had this mental clarity that I'd never experienced in my adult life before. And that's then set me on this mission to continue to optimize my health because I, at that stage, when I actually realized what was going on, for me, I was like, wow, just by changing my diet, my mental clarity has just completely changed. So what else is it, you know, can I do now to improve my health? And it's just sent me off down this, this amazing path where we can make simple, basic changes and have profound impacts mm -hmm. on our health. It's so um, interesting you say that because men specifically, when it comes to mental health, are not kind of as touchy-feely as women where we're kind of meditating or, um, you know, talking to our friends over a cup of coffee and all of that. And so now more than ever, for men to get rid of that brain fog can be revolutionary yeah. in their lives, especially when men of today are working longer hours, parenting more than they ever did before, 50%, if not more, um, yeah. and really are kind of expected to be all-rounded, trying to balance the masculine and the feminine energy, which has been completely imbalanced for many years, but kind of coming back now, um, yeah. and also trying to be feeling, understanding, and emotional as much as they are pragmatic, effective, and really powerful at work. And so actually the 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 if if there was ever a motivation specifically for a man it's about the effect of lowering the toxic load on the body which again is what yep. we were talking about with gut and lifting that brain fog and i'm so glad you talk about that because my husband talks about the same thing and he yeah. said like i'm it's like i'm awake um and yeah. it, and, and it, it allows you to get up at 6 a.m. with the kids. And then it yeah. allows you to go for your 10K run. And it allows yeah. you to be good at work on a Monday morning. And no longer do we have to live dampened down and in this kind of like depressed state. Um, yeah. 
because when once that brain fog is lifted, everything else becomes clearer. It does. And it allows you, like you said about, you know, getting up with the kids, it allows you to show up as a parent way more than you did previously for your children. And the funny thing is, for me now, the children can't wear me out. There's no way that, you know, a lot of, you have a lot of parents who say, oh, I'm just so tired. I have the energy for the kids. No way. There's no way my kids are wearing me out. There's just because I have the energy, I have the clarity. And, and when you have the stresses that we have, you know, naturally in life, again, as a, as a person, it enables you to deal with them in a much clearer way and take a much more, you know, realistic, pragmatic, sensible approach to dealing with these challenges. And, you know, if we just dial it all back again, Catherine, it just comes back to making these simple changes. Mm. And, I, you know, I can't stress this enough for people listening. You know, we're not talking about being a superman, superwoman, all the rest of it. We're just simply talking about simple, basic changes in your diet, which will have a profound effect. And I, and I use this, this analogy, you know, with, with Fitter Healthier Dad, that, you know, fitness and nutrition is just a vehicle to improve all areas of your life. And I genuinely, genuinely believe that because of the impact it's had on, had on me and my life. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's quite profound. Um, it's really great. I wanted to say, if you don't mind, if I just, yeah. I, I have five things that are specific to men that I would say would be a great place to start and a small change to make that okay. could be a big difference. So yeah. one we've gone through before, and that is start to incorporate a cup of bone broth into your diet once a day, if you can, three times a week, yep. if you can. Um, check out us organic or otherwise make it yourself. If you're yep. roasting a chicken for the family on a Sunday, keep the bones, keep the carcass, cover it with a little bit of filtered water, chuck in any leftover veg and boil it overnight or for eight, anywhere, anywhere north of eight hours, strain it off and you've got your broth. Try sipping on that or cooking with it or adding it to a soup or even cold to your protein shake. A lot of guys do. Um, Number two, I would say try to lower the toxic load on your body. Now, a man might come to me and say, oh, but I don't really use perfume or I don't really, I don't wear makeup. And so I'm far less prone to chemicals in natural and beauty products than, than, than a woman might be. But it's stuff like hair gels, face creams. Think yeah. about what you're putting on your skin. Cause remember now you're going to take care and you're going to start thinking about potentially eliminating wheat and dairy as a start, not forever, just for now. Thinking about how you feel after you eat food, drinking bone broth, reading up more on gut health. So you might as well then think about what you're putting on your skin which is where most absorption comes from. So if you can buy paraben and sulfate-free hair gels, um, use a aluminium-free, for heaven's sake, organic deodorant for men specifically because they tend to use quite a lot of deodorant. Use bentonite clay if you can. I've put a little bit up on my Instagram. It's especially powerful for men. I just make a face pack for my husband once a week. If you're not that way inclined, you can buy an organic clay um scrub or mask or something like that but right. think about some some of the skincare products that you're using just to move away from high street brands that have sulfates and parabens it will have a great effect on your gut and then three if you are highly technology orientated which men tend to be don't put the laptop your laptop or any kind of ems emitting device anywhere near your genitals yeah. you see so many men sitting with laptops on their lap the whole entire time you might already be a dad or you might be looking to be have a family one day or you might be young and, and dynamic and just you know you don't want to have any emf um, no. emitting devices near your genitals and so many men walk around with their phones 
close, like on their pockets every single day. Just be aware of that kind of thing or use EMF kind of um, mitigating uh, devices, yeah. which are really, really good. And then the the last two things, and you've touched on that, do try and get out and exercise if you can, but don't let it dictate your life. I know a lot of men go very far to the max, the masculine <laughs> side of things. Yeah. It's more a vehicle to have a healthier, better life. Less yeah. so the absolute mission or goal, you know. Um, yeah. And then finally, I would say, and this is something I've tried to encourage with my husband, who's a 40-something-year-old dad of soon-to-be three. So I've seen the trials yeah. and tribulations that, that men go through with parenting and working and, and trying to fit it all in and everything, um, is do try and find a way to take to give yourself headspace, which men are less good at um, than women. But for my husband, I got him in the sauna um, three or four times a week for 15 to 20 minutes. And to begin yeah. with, he was just twiddling his thumbs and getting irate and leaving after five minutes and getting too hot. And <laughs> once he built up to like 15 to 20 minutes, he used that as his his meditation time in inverted commas because he hasn't yet grasped the concept of medit. It doesn't, it's not sitting yeah. with him just yet. But those five things, is they, they, they're easy, they, they, they're practical. You don't have to do them all at once. Just be conscious of them and make small changes in each of the areas. And I think it's, it's just a practical way to start with your gut health and your mental health and then see how you feel. And hopefully that is inspiration enough to be like, wow, I do feel so much better. I, I'm less worn out by the kids and now I want to yeah. know more. And that's where someone like your, you, Darren, and your podcast comes along just to keep inspiring more and more as, as, as the guys get ready for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important that you say, you know, you just make one simple change. And once you, you've made that change and you realize the impact it has, it will naturally make you inquisitive to want to find out what else you can do. And, and what you said there about getting your husband in the sauna and so that he can kind of de decompress and calm down. We as men all too often, and I'm completely guilty of this, want to run at life at a hundred miles an hour. We want to do everything in 24 hours. And actually, you know, this, 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 the phrase of, of slowing down to speed up, um, is, is quite profound if you can grasp that. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you're too busy to spend 15 minutes in a sauna, you really have got to stop and take a look and take stock as to why is it you feel that you are too busy to take 15 minutes out for yourself. And I, I think see. now more than at any other time, you know, with our health under threat, it is very important for you to kind of recognize and consider that and just say, look, I'm going to take 15 minutes out for myself, whether that's, you know, meditation, whether that's just going out for a walk, you know, like you say, staying away from all these electronics that are emitting EMFs and, I think that is most definitely a podcast on its own when we're talking yeah. about 5G and EMS because that's – Yes, yeah. <laughs> let us not – let you and I not go down that path. Yeah, let's but not I start on that. Um, because I think the, 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 the masculine side of things is very much like I'm weak if I rest. And my husband yeah. was the same, and I'll never forget – We've worked, you know, I've kind of tried to, I had a very masculine tendency when I came into the marriage. And so we tried to both help each other out to find a really good balance because a marriage in itself is hard work. And so um, for me, it was about, he had to crash a few times before he realized the strength in rest. And so it yeah. was so fascinating when, and it's again, I think the way that men are programmed is, is why it's so powerful for them to learn this way was he, once he had two crashes, 
And the, I, I was battling, the kids were battling and everything, and he obviously wasn't right. He then realized, yeah. okay, every single day I have to do something to mitigate my stress levels. Otherwise, I'm shouting at the kids. I'm shouting yeah. at my people at work. And so what is that? And so I'm not telling you that the sauna is your thing, but I'm saying find your thing and know that that by go. he knows that if he goes to the sauna or, or does his 15 minutes run or walk or his walk runs longer than that, but he takes that – that brain time that he yeah. is empowered in every other area of his life. He only learned that by doing it because I've been, I told him that for years. And mm. so that's why I think if, if you take one thing away from the podcast today, it's just to try and then see how you feel and, 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 and what comes from it will, 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 will help with the change. But men, especially um, to slow down is often seen as weak. And I think that's something that I hope, COVID or Corona has really uh, shown people that you can be as efficient. Yeah. In fact, creativity, opportunity, and real, um, you know, like I, I would, I would be fascinated to hear from your listeners, whether anyone's come up with a business idea or completely pivoted and revolutionized something that they do or completely revolutionized their marriage or their relationship with their kids yeah. in their time, because we've given ourselves time to think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, that's what this has given us. At no other time since I've been alive have we had the opportunity to really stop and reflect and take stock um, of where we're at with, with our lives. Um, so, yeah, definitely take take this, um, this time and, and use it. What I want to do, Catherine, is I'd like to go back to what we were talking about previously about um, veganism because mm. – and, and this can be quite a bit of a controversial topic right now, but, but I just want to kind of talk about it. And I want to talk about it from the perspective of, um, you know, it's, it's grown so much in its popularity right now. But for me personally, and, and what I want to try and convey to people listening is that I believe strongly that it's not about veganism. It's not about paleo. It's not about keto. Um, the reason I feel that veganism has become so popular are, are two things, really. Number one is obviously you've got the environmental impact, and I, and I get that. So I want to kind of set that bit aside. What I want to try and address is the the fact that people are hailing veganism as this all-new kind of dietary phenomenon, which is going to revolutionize our health and everything else. And the area that I want to kind of delve into is the fact that it's yes it's valid but also my concern is the fact of moving removing one big food group from your diet i believe is potentially detrimental to your health now there will be people listening to this who will be absolutely disagreeing and i think it actually needs to come up a level and I think what the, the, the issue is and the reason why veganism has become so popular is because modern farming methods mean that we are now less likely to get all of the nutrients that we need from the foods that are being produced. And what I specifically mean by that is that around meat, because of our demand as a human race for meat in the Western world, it's become such that farmers have had to mass produce meat which has meant that they've done it in ways which weren't traditional by using drugs and all the rest of it, which has meant that's fed into the food chain. And therefore, people are now assuming that, that meat makes you sick. Well, I don't subscribe to that. I subscribe to the fact that we need to look at where you're, the source 
of your food as opposed to removing a food group. So obviously you're, you're, I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you're obviously going to be sitting in the, the camp where, you know, meat, meat products and, uh, are very valid in our diets for the amino acids and everything else. But where do you stand on, on that? Mm, it's a lovely question and it's a brave one as well, but I think we need to be talking about this. And I love the way that you said, let's take it a level up. We all know why and what and how. And, and, and so where I stand, and this is my personal opinion, um, yeah. is very much in agreement with everything you've just said. First and foremost, the way in which we are farming meat today is not acceptable. It's yeah. come as a, um, exactly as you said, as a way to supply a, a, a demand at a very low cost. And we all know that yeah. quality fails when that equation is, yeah. is, is being put in that way. So I am massively a proponent of regenerative and sustainable farming. And I guess that allows me to answer your question as to um, where we fit in with B Corp. Um, we're a B Corporation business, which means that everything we do is for the best of the of the greater good, the environment, the climate, um, and, and, and kind of the, the ecosystem, which includes animals. Um, and yeah. so I think that if we all start to support causes that bring farming back to traditional methods, that yeah. mean that we are farming with respect, with care, um, and using, you know, the kind of age old thing of the life cycle, the, the, the kind of, the fact that, you know, the bugs eat the this, the this eat the bugs, the, you know, that whole yeah. circle of life. Because yeah. I can tell you now um, that we would not be here today if as a human race we did not know how to respectfully kill animals and use their hiders for warmth and shelter, use their yeah. fat to nourish ourselves. Um, and, and also, I mean, one of my favorite things ever is that the blubber of, of seals and the fat of cows, which now today we know is tallow, was smeared all over the skins of babies and young children when it was very cold because it acted like a blanket. Um, yeah. And so if we're nose to tail consuming with respect, I just think that there is, there is absolutely a, not a place and necessity for meat in the diet for mm. the development of the human body. Um, and now I know that might, that might shock some people and they might think I'm coming from a place of bias. Well, I'm not. I ate 80% plant-based for many years in my youth. I'm an African-born um, uh, soul child person. So that means that I don't, I'm not saying everyone should eat the way that I do, but I know based on my genealogy and my ancestors that we grew up hunting and eating meat and my blood type, my, my, my whole system is based on, on, on that way of eating. And I know that about yeah. myself. So when I ate 80% plant-based, I had very bad skin. I carried a lot of weight in the face area, which is a very big sign of inflammation in the body where, where the body is lean, but the actual face carries a lot of weight. Um, yeah. my teeth started to change. So you'll see, um, with a lot of vegans and, and, and it's not six months in or one year in where, where, where you hear these stories of people's whole life being revolutionized and they're so thin and they feel so good. Yeah. It's, it's vegans at three years, five years and eight years where the teeth starts to change, the hair starts to thin. And so that's the kind of case study that I'm interested in is how sustainable is it for the long run? And so for yeah. me, after those those couple of years living that way, I was desperately uncomfortable. I was constantly bloated. And actually, I'm very grateful for that time because it was in the fifth year 
where I ate an apple in between classes at university and my stomach swelled up like a balloon and I thought something is very, very wrong. And that's how I found my journey back to nourishing myself through, through, through animals, um, animal fats and meat. And I also think I've seen a lot of case studies, um, with women. And, and, and so I'm speaking now specifically for, from a feminine point of view. Women that are trying to conceive or that are trying to sustain a pregnancy. I've had a lot of very open conversations with vegan women who feel embarrassed or shy to say that their body craves meat so distinctly in pregnancy that then they would just have start off contacting me and getting some broth because it was a very gentle um, way yeah. to, to get meat or what it is they felt they were craving from meat into the body. So there's that whole argument. At the end of the day, I think we all have to listen to our bodies. I'm a yeah. massive follower of Western A. Price Foundation. He was a dentist back in the day, and I've spoken about it earlier. He studied tribes, especially the men who used to go out to hunt, and they needed the stamina and the energy. And he's looked yeah. at the way that they developed on a meat – on because most of these tribes are carnivorous. They eat mostly yeah. meat and fat. Absolutely. Berries and seeds in the winter. Um, and so it was – or in the summer, sorry. It was about um, – how their how their jawline and their teeth there was no need for dentistry the teeth were perfectly straight the jaw was always well formed today we've got i grew up with children in my class wearing headgear braces around their entire head having their chins cracked to realign the lower jaw because the jaw hadn't formed these are all as a result of some form of malnourishment in the body and this dentist would go on to say that it is the, yeah. the, the absolute, the depth of, um, nutrients that, an, that meat and fat from animals can provide that, that gives us that kind of character profile and the really well developed teeth, jaw, skin, hair, um, digestive system, et cetera. That is my thinking. I've, I've toyed with it myself. I again tried just before we, we conceived our third child, um, to, to, um, cut meat out of my diet out of interest and it did not bode well for me. So, Let's look at ourselves as we said to begin with, yeah. Darren. We are all individual. And so if you are a proponent of a plant-based diet and you believe in veganism, try it out for yourself and look at the markers. Look at one year, three year, and then a five years. Yeah. Look at things like your teeth, um, your hair, the way that you feel, fatigue. Are you able to get up in the morning? Are you fit yeah. enough to manage your children, etc.? But also, please, if you are that way inclined, especially if you're a man, to take serious advice because the thing that f- makes me yeah. most afraid, and you touched on it earlier, if you're cutting out an entire food group, I would never, ever say that a, a di- an elimination diet is good in any way. So why would you then cut out one whole food group? Number one, you mentioned it. And number two, the way that we are crop farming today is dangerous. So even organic fruit has splashback yeah. of pesticides and um, chemicals. And so if you're not eating organic and you are not sure of things like the fact that corn is probably the most genetically modified, um, you know, yeah. uh, produce on, on the market today, I won't even let my kids have it. And you are basing your diet on all of these things. You need to be very, very, very clever about GMO. Um, are you detoxing? Are you using things like chlorella and charcoal to remove pesticides yeah. and all sorts of chemicals from your body? And how clued in on, are you on making up a vegan diet? Um, in terms of to, to match what you'd be lacking from animal protein. I don't judge like you. I really don't. I think everyone has to listen to their own body. From my own experience, um, from raising children, carrying children, being a wife and working in the, in the kind of space whereby I see people who suffer from gut compromise, compromised guts and, and, yeah. and 
really difficult kind of disease, I feel there's a strong place for meat, but it has to be done the right way. It's it's tricky, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, de- definitely. I, uh, it, it is tricky, and I, I think I I completely agree. You know, it's it, it comes back to to the basics that we said. You know, at the beginning of the episode when we were talking about how consumers we are led by packaging. You know, but by by stopping reflecting and knowing your own body, you can yeah make common sense changes in accordance with how you're feeling yeah so for example you know if you if you change to a vegan diet and your mood changes you know that could be a contributing factor to the fact you've changed your diet i mean i i've just recently worked with a guy catherine who because of his um his wife's um views they switched as a family to a vegan diet and when this guy came to me he was absolutely ruined from an energy perspective from an anxiety perspective and when we looked at his diet he was having less than 15 percent protein in his diet and he was having more than 70 percent carbohydrates well you know that doesn't even that's yeah, not even I mean, to do with veganism that's to do with the fact that he's just got a completely unbalanced macronutrient ratio in his diet and that was having profound yeah. impacts on him and he was a young guy you know he was 36 years old um but by you know not monitoring yourself and not understanding your own body before you make that change you know you you can do you can do yourself some serious some damage not long-term damage obviously but you can have some some profound impacts so yeah i Mm, yeah i I completely agree i think you you made some some... yeah mood and anxiety and mood and anxiety which you mentioned are overarching and you know especially for men because it's they're you know a woman will be like oh you know we're more in tune because we have menstrual cycles and so we understand our moods because we have to (laughs) but um i think that that is the such an overarching warning (laughs) sign and today because you you mentioned this pandemic that we're in we're all a little bit dumbed down so not enough people are in tune enough for yeah it could if that guy didn't have you pointing out to him those things i bet you he he could have gone five years without realizing actually i am moody and i'm feeling Mm. really anxious so there's another brilliant tip just try every morning i always say Put your feet flat on the ground on grass if you can, which is quite rare. I mean, I'm in London, but just flat, flat on the ground, barefoot, and stand like in a warrior position, shoulders back. You know, squeeze the abs and just go. Okay, I'm I'm literally taking a beam of light, scanning it from the top of my head down to my toes and back up again. What is bugging me? And that's where hopefully people will be yeah. like, my left arm sore, my shoulders out. I've got um, you know, my lower back, my and then go and um you know there's millions of holistic ways to seek help but just oh there's people like you we need yeah. people like you where men can relate to you and come to you and say yeah i'm i'm really anxious that's not normal and that's what mm. we need to be inspiring people to no. change about no, stop absolutely. hiding behind the idea that everyone's anxious or everyone's tired or yeah yeah definitely and i i, I think for me Catherine, <laughs> it's it's the next stage for st- 
sorry um i was going to say that the 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 kind of next stage for someone in that condition is then to go down the pharmaceutical route and again this this is a whole other topic that we could go go off on a tangent on but you know once you start down that route of pharmaceuticals and then becoming dependent on them you know that that's that's a you know a a a kind of a a path that you don't necessarily want or need to go down and it can all be avoided by just kind of knowing yourself and understanding yourself and like you say having that that reflection time so in terms of um, yeah and i and i don't blame anyone children. That sorry we keep overlapping sorry we, we was overlapping there what, what were you saying I don't blame anyone that goes down the pharmaceutical route because we are conditioned and that's what we've been taught. And it's, you know, my parents, it was very much like that growing up. Like if you've got a headache, take a pill. Um, and you, I, I heard you were just about to say children and I'd love to get onto that topic mm. next, but that is the biggest inspiration to moms and dads is get your children to understand their own bodies first and foremost. So they don't come to you and cry and say, I've got, I'm crying, 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 crying. My children come to me and they say in my left knee, it feels like it's behind the thing. It's aching or, you know, I feel like my brain is aching because I haven't drunk water. So to make those connections helps us steer away from going down the pharmaceutical route. And I think there is a big awakening at present where hopefully the likes of you and I are showing people that we, they, that they, that whilst there is a drug produced to make everything better, it's 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 the wrong pill to take. Like it's the wrong road because it only ends up in more pain, more yeah. symptoms, and more confusion. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and it, you know, it's it's awareness and education, isn't it? And again, I don't want to sound like I'm preaching, but it it, it is it is relatively straightforward once you have that awareness. Um, and, and I just think, you know, the awareness is key. So in terms of um, children and incorporating bone broth um, into their lives. Now, with my boys, I have tried to be the model parent. and I've tried to obviously get them to, to take bone broth and they're having none of it. But the, the thing that I love about bone broth is that when you're making a, a meal, you can really easily incorporate that into the kids' uh, dinners. And they've got no idea that you've put it in there and actually it makes a lot of dinners taste way more tasty than they would ordinarily so have you got any tips for for parents listening of how they can incorporate this because this is only good for for children and, and their diets Absolutely. We got some brilliant ones we figured out over the years. Um, so the first is the basic <laughs> spaghetti. We love it here. We use a white spaghetti. So, cause we don't, we try to avoid gluten. Um, and we get a really good mince. I buy, f- um, from an organic meat box business actually called Green Pasture Farms. I absolutely love the meat that they do. Um, right. and I get a subscription box once a month. And basically the mince, what we'll do is we will, um, slow cook that mince and eat one or even two pouches of bone broth with a whole bunch of vegetables that we've sauteed in a little bit of ghee or butter. And that is absolutely delicious. The kids will wolf that down with, with their rice noodles and that works a treat. Um, also from the, from the same farm, actually, I buy these amazing gluten-free sausages. So they're like 99 or a hundred percent meat because, um, if you don't know, most sausages will contain breadcrumbs, or some kind of glutinous stuffing, and the sausage will probably be yeah. 30 to 40% meat. 
So it's a brilliant hack um, because the sausages are delicious. They love sausages, but we broil them. So that means that you put them in a shallow frying pan and you fill, you cover the sausages up halfway with bone broth and you put it on a very low heat and the broth goes to almost like a, right. a, a like a gravy. So it's like sausages and gravy. And I'll serve that with um, broccoli oh. and a big dollop of um, sweet potato or white potato mash. And that goes down really well. Another treat yeah. is we'll always, um, we, we, we try and stick to kind of non-inflammatory grains or carbohydrates. So white rice is a good example. And we will steam the white rice in a pouch of beef bone broth as opposed to water. And that works an absolute charm. The right. same with broccoli. I'll steam the broccoli in a tiny little bit of, um, broth. And then the, the, all the green water that we normally chuck that I try and put in my pot plants or whatever from broccoli goes into the bone broth. And then I'll use that bone broth back into the rice or something like that. So um, broccoli is a really good one. Um, and then another one that really works quite well, but you have to kind of tweak the recipe is um, yeah. frozen blueberry, Greek yogurt, um, a little bit of raw honey. If you like, we don't really use it occasionally. Um you know anything any anything else that's appealing frozen bananas um strawberries yeah. or whatever and a little bit of bone broth and then you actually blend that into like a smoothie mix and freeze it into ice lolly cubicle thing particle things um and it's a right, broth okay. ice lolly but you, they'd they'd never know never know the difference and it's a lovely little afternoon like a little um treat and then um we do like an eggy rice again. So we'll, we'll, we'll break, um, three or four really beautiful, um, free range eggs into the broth, the rice that's been steamed in the broth and stir it through. And it makes like an egg fried, um, Chinese rice, which is absolutely lovely. And the last one I'll mention is, is one of wow. their favorites, which, which we call brudels. And that is, um, we buy thick, flat, like pad thai, um, rice organic rice noodles, which you can find at a lot of supermarkets or um, at health stores or Whole Foods yeah. or whatever. I mean, I found them at Waitrose. And you basically um, boil those until they're soft in the broth and you add a dollop of ghee for because it makes it very, very creamy. And then you serve it almost like a, um, like a pho. But the but the yeah. broth is, is you, you, you um, saute it down a little bit and lo you can put, uh, strips of chicken any veg that they like or if ours are having a really bad day i'll just give them i'll actually even put a dollop of collagen powder in there as well for people that are familiar with collagen it's really good for the kids as they grow and so I, yeah. and, and that makes like very creamy meaty basically plain noodle dish but it's packed full of protein packed full of fats and then if you add the collagen packed full of more collagen um, so yeah, that's just a, a couple of weird and wonderful ways that we um, that we use broth at home. If your kids eat soup, you can put it in soup as well. Mine have, haven't quite mastered the soup eating yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's that's great. I mean, it's fantastic because it's you know it it, it, it it's good for them. It's good for their development. And you know, ordinarily, kids don't often. The, good, the stuff that's good for them don't recognize or understand why it's good for them so to be able to get that in in the back door so to speak so that they can't um they can't tell what it is but actually you know the, the thing with my two is when i asked them what their, their meal was like they said oh that that was really tasty i was like oh, yeah that's because i put stuff in it that you tell me that you don't like <laughs> and um yeah, it's, it's actually uh, yeah ben 
So, Catherine, you on um, the OSA website, you've you've got a fourteen day gut reset program. So, you, can you give us a little bit more um, insight as to what that is and how people can go and get that? Yeah, sure. So there's a link on the website that tells you a bit more. And basically what we've done is um, a lot of the things that you and I have discussed here today, it's kind of summarized in a, in a, in a long document that also has a two week recipe plan with a, a couple of the things I've mentioned and quite a lot more. Um, but what it, tr- what it sets out to do is to help you understand how gut health spans across not only what you eat, but also what you put in the body, all the things we've discussed today, which have been really fascinating. It shows you different ways as how to um, make those changes. Um, it includes things like bathing in Epsom salts, which I also got my husband to start doing after long runs or after heavy um, like weightlifting sessions and stuff. Like I don't think right. enough men um, do that kind of healing side of things. So it talks a lot about that, which is really interesting. Um, it's got all sorts of interesting recipes. And then it also just gives you insight into what small changes you can make and how to monitor how you feel. Um, and it comes with a um, hundred pounds worth of products. So two weeks worth of broths, soups, apple cider vinegar, tonics, and some fats like a ghee or tallow yeah. for cooking. And it's a crash introductory course um, in gut health without being a diet or without being a pushy restrictive protocol it is a nourishing protocol it's about eating things like collagen pancakes in the morning my kids absolutely love um but you because you'll you'll agree with me darren what we're talking about with gut health and optimal self and all that is not about a diet it's not about denying yourself of anything i've never eaten more nourishing nutrient dense fat fueled organic beautiful food in my life um, and so it's about a very yeah. gentle nudge into how to feel better and how to look better. And hopefully, like we've been saying this, this, this whole time, that once you get a flavor of how you feel after just two weeks, that you just are inspired to make it a lifestyle change because it is very, very difficult for men and women, especially when we get to our, like where we've got grown kids. We, we in our forties, we're approaching 40. Or even if you pass twenty, you're in your thirties. Like you, to make life changes is huge. So it's it's a it's a it's a nice way to just start off gently and and see how you go. Because I I will never say yeah. to anyone that's like failed at making a change that they failed yeah. because it's really really hard. And that's what one of the quotes is in the gut reset, which is like it's really hard doing hard things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, I, and I, again, I like the fact that, you know, you, you picked up on the point of, about not a diet. A diet implies that you're going to do something for a period of time and then you're going to revert back to how you used to. And, you know, like you say, being on a restrictive type of modality, if you like, um, as a human, that's that, that will never work, you know, and you will uh, nine times out of 10, you'll revert back. And in many ways, you'll revert back worse than when you started. So definitely, it's it's about making these these small but effective um, lifestyle changes. So Catherine, in terms of products that you've got at the moment and new products that you're potentially working on, can you give us some insight into that as well? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Abs- so excited to be um, working a lot more with tallow than I was ever before. Lots of people are very um, confused by what tallow is and, and a little bit like just not too sure of it. But if you think back, 
everyone should have a memory of their granny having fat or lard. Lard is the fat from a pig and tallow is the fat from beef or a cow. But my granny had a glass jar of lard and tallow in the pantry that she cooked all of our chips in. And every time she made us right. tallow potato chips, she would they would they would strain the fat and put it back in the pantry. <laughs> I don't know if you have any memory of that, but that's what my <laughs> granny did. And um, today, you know, people always say, our oh, chips, our oh, chips are so bad for you. Yeah, if you go to the high street and buy McDonald's chips, you are taking your inflammation markers off the charts for one reason yeah. alone. A, they're probably not using organic potatoes, but B, they are deep frying those potatoes in a highly inflammatory, genetically modified rapeseed or sunflower seed oil. And that is where the problem is. So if McDonald's started tomorrow making organic tallow chips, you would find me there and I would be buying them for my children as well because it's not about (laughs) fat and potatoes being bad. It's about the different, the, the poor quality of cheap fat that we've been sold to buy. Um, and so that ex- tallow extends to yeah. so many different uses back in the day. Again, traditionally, people used to use um, tallow shaving soap, tallow um, balms, tallow candles, tallow hand cream, you name it. And so we are finding our sales of tallow are really rocketing because men specifically, hilariously, um, are the biggest purchasers of our tallow because they either are following a strict keto or paleo diet, um, but also that they are trying to work with inflammation markers. And a lot of them are making their own soaps and shaving balms. And so that's something we're looking to try to do to um, help men move away from the high street products, which are highly toxic. They say that men's hair gel is one of the most highly toxic things, uh, kind of, beauty products available on the market. Sometimes in the olden days, you just smell your hair gel. If it gives you an instant headache, throw it in the bin. There's a lot of, I don't know what in there, but, um, you know, so we're trying to work a lot more with tallow and, and bring back the way that things used to be done where, where yeah. people were using tallow, cooking, browning meats, um, making emollients for, for lotions, cracked heels, dry skin, eczema, candles, you name it. So watch this space and, um, that that is like uses for tallow extends across the whole family like my second son had a lot of eczema and we couldn't get to the bottom of it and it obviously turned out to be gut health and all of that but the any emollient even the most gentle most well marketed ones on the market were not were, were making his yeah. skin inflamed and in the, the end i started to mix tallow with coconut oil and it it his eczema it obviously i worked on the gut as well but it, it, we got rid of it before he even turned six months old. And I don't know if, for those of you that don't know, for children that are showing eczema as an outward manifestation of a gut problem, if you don't get the eczema out, so that doesn't mean dampen it down by using cortisone or steroid cream, because all that does is push the toxin back in. If you don't heal and pull that eczema yeah. inflammation out after the age of three years, that child will, sounds like you, had to deal with eczema until they are adults and they're able to then undo it, which what you've done is is very, very, very hard. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of what we're turning our attention to. We've got some cool different broths coming out. And, yeah, there's all sorts of interesting stuff. So watch this space and hopefully we can can just inspire you to to make one change. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Yeah, I think... I think your products um, are fantastic. I have had to get a bigger freezer because I now buy it in bulk. <laughs> I 
and um you know it i incorporate it into my diet every single day now and um i just know that you know i it you know it, not only does it taste nice as far as i'm concerned the, the fact that i'm able to um get decent nutrients into my body um from food uh, for me is just you know th- that that's the holy holy grail as far as i'm concerned uh, and i know you know that's that's helping with my connective tissue and just my overall general gut health so catherine it's been amazing talking to you today but before we wrap up is there anything that i didn't ask you that you feel i should have asked you that would benefit the listeners Darren, I think we covered everything and um, we were brave enough to venture down the meat versus plant-based and I was just delighted <laughs> yeah. to, to dig a little bit deeper into, into gut health. I was really happy to share five um, you know, proactive and simple tips that, that men, women and children can take and we also covered children, which was so important because I think a lot of podcasts where I chat to people, everyone, um, there's this old-fashioned way of thinking where the child doesn't shouldn't be eating the same food as the adult and they should be eating mm. kids things and so if if, if there was going to be anything that was left out I would say it was that but it wasn't and I really appreciate it and I would say today treat your children as if they are the brightest most wisest people you have ever met because they know so much more than we give them credit for and the more we nourish yeah. them and the more we give them nutritional healthy low inflammation organic food now the stronger and wiser they're going to be. And it's this generation by generation change that's going to help heal us as a human race. And so, no, I think we really covered everything. And thank you so much for that. No, that's that's amazing. What you just said there actually gave me goosebumps because it is, we are so responsible for our children. And, and as parents, we do obviously love them and want them to, to grow up to be the best that they can be. But all too often do we impose our own filter on them as opposed to letting them be the amazing little people that they can be. Um, so, yeah, I think that was a, an amazing thing to say and a great way to finish. So, um, Catherine, how can people connect with you? Where can they go and find you? I know you've got some great social media profiles. Yeah, um, we're at Ossa Organic, O-S-S-A, which is Latin for bone. And um, that's where you can find out all about gut health and learn more about Ossa's journey to inspiring people to change and be better. Um, and so if gut health is something you want to learn about more, go straight there. And then my own personal handle is at Catherine underscore Farrant. And that is where I am, have just started because it <laughs> had to be quite, it's quite scary. I'm sure you feel the same putting yourself yeah. out there when, when we are talking about stuff that a lot of people think is probably quite weird. I don't know, but um, that's where I talk about different types of biohacks, anything from spirituality to how to be more optimal um, in your day-to-day life, how to load, lower the toxic load. And that's more kind of fun daily biohacks where people can connect and learn and learn interesting stuff. So, um, yeah, have a follow. And if there's anything anyone wants to know, then please do get in touch with me because I love hearing from people and I love hearing what people think about what we're saying and, and, and learning kind of from the audience as much as they do from us. Yeah, amazing. Well, Catherine, thank you very much again for uh for coming on the podcast um you know good luck with with your third arrival um but i hope i hope we get <laughs> to speak before then thanks darren it was an absolute pleasure i enjoyed it
Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.